When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following presentation is brought to you by The Mutual Network. Better living through audio. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. You there. You're under 17. Yes. Yes, I can see you. Go somewhere else. We'll wait. Okay. Hello and welcome to the River Dance Cafe, the official cafe of the River Dance Touring Company. I'm your server, Jerome. Top of the morning to you. Can I get you anything? It says here on the menu that you serve traditional Irish food. Yeah, absolutely. Since when are wood oven pizzas considered traditional Irish food? Uh, uh since we put potatoes on them. And the enchilada. Uh, potatoes as well. And the pad thai. Uh, with, with potatoes. potatoes. Yeah, yeah, totally. So you took popular international nouveau cuisine and you just slapped potatoes on it and declared it Irish? Um, yeah. How about the coffee? Does that have potatoes in it? Oh, no. Okay, I'll start with one of those then. Uh, it does have whiskey in it though. Sounds good to me. Line them up. Okay, I totally need an Irish coffee, please, Begora. It's coming right up, Jimmy lad! And that was your first attempt at a theme restaurant? That's right. It didn't work out quite as well as we would have thought, though. The, the way this choreography was far too intricate. By then, the sort of Irish dance thing had played out. But that hasn't stopped you from trying to create new theme restaurants, though? Oh, no. We, there's always theme restaurants as long as they're themes. We just opened a new one last week. Really? What, what's the theme of that one? It's based on the popularity of the show Body Works. That's the exhibit with the cadavers? That's the one. So your patrons are eating dinner around articulated, partially dissected corpses? Oh, yeah. It's very, very educational. It doesn't sound like it would be very popular. Oh, you'd be surprised. The response has been overwhelming. By overwhelming, do you mean people throw up while they're trying to eat? Yes. August 4th, 2006, you were experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Here's a picture of the menu. Oh, puke. It's Friday, isn't it? Ha <laughs> ha, welcome back. I'm your host, Kai and Chris Conroy, and you're listening to the Technical Difficulties Podcast, broadcast here from the beautiful city of Minneapolis, Minnesota. And uh, the heat wave here finally broke. It's finally gone. I take full credit for that, and I take full credit for all the heat the rest of you are suffering. The message here is, don't mess with me. <laughs> anyway... I've got some very interesting news uh, that a, a few uh, readers, astute readers and listeners to National Public Radio have already uh, have already alerted, may have been alerted to, that made no sense at all. I'll come back later and tell you more about some interesting stuff. Okay, bye. See you at the end of the show. 
This week's episode of Technical Difficulties is brought to you by Clone Brow, America's gayest beer. Strong, hoppy, and terribly effervescent with just enough yeast, it's the beer for a crew-cut, mustachioed-wearing guys who like cut-off hot pants with hiking boots and tank tops. With attitude. So if you're a Castro Street clone or want to look like one or frankly just want to give off that kind of air, just reach for a long-necked bottle with a plaid flannel label. That's Clone Brow, wherever fine gay beverages are sold. Barkeep, I'd like a bottle of your most homosexual beer, please. Sorry, sir, we're fresh out a homosexual beer, I'm afraid. It's been fabulously popular around here. Fabulously popular, you say? That's right. Fabulously popular, sir. Sorry, not a drop left. Well, poo sticks. But we do have a fine selection of other niche alcoholic beverages to choose from, sir. Like? Well, like this one here. It's called Society's Debris. It's aimed at skater punks. You don't say. That's right. It's raw and unfiltered and tastes like ditching a rail slide and slamming face first into a concrete staircase while music by the exploited blares in the background during a radical edit video. Hmm. Sounds challenging. What else have you got? Well, I got one here called Old Rugged Cross. It's a Christian beer. Really? Yep. It's a holy, holy, holy Moses of a beer with a kind of rough-hewn flavor that nails you right in. Hmm. For God so loved the world, gave us one hell of a beer. One bottle of this and it is finished. That's old rugged cross wherever religious beverages are sold. Huh, a few of those and I bet I could see my house from here. What else you got? Well, this one here, it's called Grassy Knoll. It's a light, crisp, refreshing beverage for Kennedy assassination theorists. This is all very parochial. Does any of these taste good? No, they all taste the same, actually. They're put out by the same major brewer corporation. So, what you're saying is that they basically just take the same swill, slap a different label on it, and sort of aim it in the general direction of a community they want to exploit. That's about the size of it. What a rotten, cynical, evil corporate policy. You nailed it right there, sir. So what'll it be? Got anything for a lapsed Presbyterian with aspirations to becoming a Hindu god? I got one here called Brahmin Word Lurch. Sounds good. Give it up. Meanwhile, at the headquarters of Cynical Corp. Good, good, good on Nietzsche beer is selling like hotcakes. <laughs> Come to think of it, our line of Nietzsche hotcakes are selling like hotcakes, too. <laughs> Now, Miss Tessmarker, I want you to get Hollywood on the phone. Get me Jerry Bruckheimer and tell him I want a remake of The Three Musketeers made with Chris Tucker, Chris Rock, and Martin Lawrence. Make sure it has lots of jokes about how lame white men are and how white women only want to sleep with black men. <laughs> I don't care if it's stupid. I'm in charge of the world. <laughs> Anything else, Mr. Diabolical? Uh, ooh, a cup of coffee would be nice. And how would you like your coffee, sir? I like my coffee like I like my women. Mm. In a cup with a little wooden stick so I can stir it. Hmm. That didn't make a whole lot of sense, did it? No, your entire facade of malevolent genius just collapsed in a heap. Well, Miss Tessmacher, hold all my calls, then. I'm gonna need a few hours to get my evil on. Why wait that long, sir, when you could try new Malignex? Malignex? Malignex. The glowing, red-hot, jagged, bitter pill for evil geniuses. One Malignex pill daily and you'll be brimming with spite and venom and ready to crush the world around you. How do you feel now, sir? I'm thinking of starting a line of wasabi-flavored pacifiers. Ooh, that's my boss. Malignex, ask your doctor if it's right for you. Doctor, is Malignex right for me? Depends. Do you like puppies and rainbows? Kinda. Well, then no, it's not right for you. Now get the hell out of my office. Fucking balls. If there's one thing I can't stand, it's poser evil geniuses. Next. Are you Dr. Crabtree? No. That's what it says in your door. Well, who are you going to believe, me or a door? Well, I guess if that's my only choice, I'll believe you. You're a fool. <laughs> I am Dr. Crabtree. <laughs> well, Dr. Crabtree, I'm here on behalf of the United States government. Ooh. You're considered the foremost expert in your field, yeah. whatever that is. Mm. Doctor, we have a crisis on our hands. One mm. so profound, so dangerous. Mm. The fate of America... No. The fate of mankind itself may hang in the balance. Mm. Dr. Crabtree, mm. can we count on your help at this... Possibly humanity's most desperate hour. No, it sounds hard. Okay, well, just checking. I'll be on my way then. Yeah, well, good luck with whatever your problem is. Uh, yeah, thanks. 
Next, meet Dr. Crabtree. He's a zany, crusty old coot of a small-town doctor who tells his patients like it is. You've got cancer. I'd like a second opinion. Well, you can't have one. That's Dr. Crabtree, Thursday nights at 9 on the Complete and Utter Bullshit TV Network. Well, what do you think of our Thursday night lineup, JB? I really wish you would stop calling me JB. My name is Alfonso. I'm going to call you JB, and you're going to like it. I have no idea why I ever hired you in the first place. Well, I like the lineup just fine. My problem is not with the programming of our station. It's with the title of the network. The Complete and Utter Bullshit TV Network? Yes, that's right. I picked the name out myself. Why didn't we call it the Awesome TV Network, like I said? Well, I thought we'd do that, and then I changed my mind. You're fired. (laughs) You can't fire me. Yes, I can. Well, I'm the boss of this network. I can fire anybody I want. Look, where's the mailboy? Ivan, come in here for a minute. Yes, sir. You're fired. Oh! What? Wait, you're rehired, but oh. this time I'm giving you a 10% raise. Oh, great. You've been oh. downsized now. Oh. Oh. Oh, I'm hiring you back. Okay. Only at a 10% cut to your salary. Oh, thank you. Now go back to work. But watch your P's and Q's. Okay, I will. There, see? I, well, I wouldn't fire me if I were you. Well, all right. Let's hear your reasons for me not to fire you, okay? Uh, go on, I'm listening. Uh, well, I, if, mm-hmm. if you fire me, I... I won't sleep with you. Were you planning on it? Maybe. What's it to you? No, you weren't. You're a lesbian. I, I am not. Yes, you are. Every time we go to the bar, you order nothing but clone brows. I, I'm just trying to put off an air of... All right, you've got me. Ha! But I'm asking nicely for you not to fire me. Are you going to behave? Yes. Are we going to call it the Utterly Awesome TV Network? Yes. Well, all right, then. Let's get this show on the road. All right. Meanwhile, at the podcasters' convention... Well, hey, this is Kyan. I'm here at the Microcast Podcasters Convention, and uh, boy, is it great. I'm doing a little sound-seeing tour here, uh, just for the benefit of those of you who missed it. Uh, this is a really big, uh, really pretty big deal here. A lot of the major podcasting people have shown up. I can see a lot of booths set up over here. Uh, for mm, iRivers got their own uh, thing in there. The Pod Show booth will be going over the later, see if I can see if Adam and if he's not baked. And uh, what else have we got? Let's see if I can find someone to talk here. Oh, hi. Yeah, Hello. there's someone. Here's a podcaster. Hi. And uh, he's, oh, uh, he's got Kyan like a jacket Chris on. Conroy and he's standing got, uh, right over some, here, he's got I believe, his microphone too. Out. He's got his microphone out. Microphone uh, he's, he looks like he's doing a little sound seeing tour. Oh, look at that. He's podcasting. Looking around at the booths here. I understand his show is Well, I see a couple of podcasters standing there eye to eye. They got their Microphones so out. They're they're doing sound seeing tours, and so is everybody else here at the convention. It's really quite impressive to see everybody wandering around with their microphones out, trying to get their show done while they're here at the convention. You really think that people would have a lot more time, a lot more prepared material, but obviously they're here at the convention. Well, I got a whole panel of podcasters standing around. It looks like they're doing a sound seeing tour. Looks like everybody's doing a sound seeing tour. And at this point, the joke ran out of fuel and drew its last gasping breath and died in the middle of the comedy. Desert. The question we have now is what can we learn from this? Well, what we can learn from it is that when a joke dies, that perhaps you should put in some kind of link. Maybe a boring, dry announcer who can get you from one sketch to another. I've got to disagree with you there. Really? I, mean, I think the Pythons played that out yonks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you, if you do that sort of comedy interrupter stuff there, well, you know, I think you're just desperate for material. Really? You think so? Oh, huh? yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. Hmm. You could be right about that. Another time-tested comedy technique is known as a simple reversal. Though when you take a situation that you would normally hear or come across in a comedic situation and then simply turn it around like this. Son, 
Son, what is it? I'm in here. You've been in that bathroom an awfully long time, dear. What are you doing? Uh, nothing. I'm not doing anything. Are you brushing your teeth? No, no, I'm masturbating. For 20 minutes? No, you're not masturbating. You're brushing your teeth again, I can tell. No, Mom, I swear I'm masturbating. I'm not brushing my teeth. No, you're not, dear. You left all your hardcore porn magazines under your mattress. Oh, dear, the boy's brushing his teeth again, isn't he? Yes, I'm afraid so, even though it shames me to say so. <sighs> dear, I'm afraid you're going to have to take the boy to church and have him talk to our dentist. I will. First thing, son. Sunday morning, but in the meantime, we need to get him out of that bathroom. I'm late for work and I need to masturbate. And here's a more intellectual version of that same joke. Son, you've been in that bathroom an awfully long time. Are you masturbating? No, ma'am. I'm building a cyclotron out of the toilet. Oh, dear. Is that boy doing nuclear physics experiments in the bathroom again? Yes, it looks like you're going to have to take him down to church and talk to Father O'Malley about the dangers of radiation. Hello there, I'm Father Francis O'Malley. You know, being a Catholic priest in the past was once all about catechism and transubstantiation, but now, in the new Catholic priesthood, you can serve the Almighty and learn a valuable trade, such as locksmithing, interior design, veterinarian skills, nuclear physics, textile manufacture, real estate sales, audio engineering, and baptism. So consider becoming a Catholic priest today. There's a future in it. Hi, I'd like to become a Catholic priest and interior designer. All right, I just need to ask you a few questions here. First off, are you gay? No. Well, swish up a bit and come back and we'll discuss it later. The next morning... Well, I'm back. Oh, you again. Are you gay yet? Well, I bought a copy of Cher's Greatest Hits. Does that count? That'll do. Welcome to the priesthood. And here with a rebuttal to that sketch's implication of rampant homosexuality among the priesthood is a member of the Catholic League. Well, we had a really good game against the Presbyterians last week, and I think maybe next week, if we do well against the Quakers, we may be able to make it all the way to the finals. And here with a rebuttal to the previous sketch's implication that there is rampant bowling among Catholic churchgoers is spokesman Father Gavin Muldoon. God, that is just a stereotype, and I am not going to stand for it. My congressman is going to hear about this. Here's your Colorado Bulldog, Father Gavin. Oh, bless you, child. Welcome back to 24-Hour Action News. I'm Slip Zipley. The Catholic Church, once the backbone of the moral society in America, has now become a haven for homosexual bowlers. Here to discuss this problem with me is a kid brushing his teeth. I said I was masturbating! Well, that's utterly awesome television if ever I've seen it. What do you think? I think I need a beer. Well, we can go to that Irish cafe down the street. No, the guy that always puts potatoes in my drink. So bringing the sketch bits to sort of wrap around each other and keep resurfacing all the time, what do you think of that as a comedy technique? Oh, it's all right. I mean, you know, I mean, it's good for a laugh, isn't it? But I mean, Python did it again too, yeah. So, you know, I suppose, yeah, I mean, could do worse. Well, thanks for all your input. You're welcome. That's, as they say, is how that is done. You've been listening to Technical Difficulties. I and I have been your host, writer, performer, etc., etc., etc. Kyan Chris Conroy and the most vain podcast, probably, in all of the sphere of podcast dumb. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I said at the beginning of the show that I had some interesting news. I don't know what this is going to do for me. There was, um, well, the podcast peer awards went up, uh, and I have been, uh, I'm in the top, I, I guess that means I'm in the top contention spot for best comedy among my podcast peers. Thank you all so much for anybody out there who, who voted for me. That was very, very thoughtful of you. Thank you again. It'll be cool if I won. I don't think I will, but, you know, 
it would be really cool if I did. <laughs> and uh, another interesting thing about that is that uh, NPR has this uh, segment called Future Tense, and they interviewed the guy who runs the podcast Peer Awards, and they asked him to name off two of two podcasts that he thought were lost gems. Um, and he picked uh, he picked um, my show and the uh, President podcast. It's the one with the guy doing George Bush's a weekly podcast address. He played the segment from that guy's uh, show and, and didn't play mine, but he just did mention the technical difficulties he thought was a great show. So there you go. I've got some coverage. And unfortunately, my stats page over at Libsyn has been down for days, so I have no idea if it had any effect on my show whatsoever. There was no... But if you want to hear the segment, and again, I can, I can reiterate it for you right now. Uh, he said, uh, could you tell us a couple of podcast show, podcasts that you think are, are lost gems, or the ones that people aren't listening to? And he said, yeah, Technical Difficulties is really funny. It's like an old-time uh, radio show with comedy sketches. That's it. I mean, I've saved you the trouble of listening to the whole bit. Although the bit's pretty interesting. It's just about podcasting in general but if you were interested in just hearing about me you would hear no actual information so there you have it but anyway thank you npr and thank you future tense for uh and thanks to the guy over at uh, podcast uh, peer awards for giving me a plug <laughs> i can always use the coverage i'd also like to thank some email folks uh glenn woodward from australia hey man haven't heard from you in a while uh he's just sent me anyway he's he's training to be a police officer down under that's great I just like that idea. I think it's really cool. And they make you pay for your. Well, he was saying they make you pay for your. Uh, they make you pay for your tuition if you try to become a police officer. I I don't know if they do that in America. I know almost virtually nothing about becoming a police officer in America. They might do that. Uh, and Anthony and Selma sent me some nice mail. Uh, and Al says also. Al Al says is one of the people who pointed out to me about the NPR show. And Anthony and Selma requested some uh, some audio from me. I also owe him a bumper, a Transformers-based bumper, which I will do that. And uh, Paul Zovigian, I want to say Zovigian. I, you know, I never did, I don't know if I pronounced your name correct the last time. I think it's Paul Zovigian. He's a fan of mine in Lebanon. So uh, two of my fans, I know I've got some fans in Lebanon. I know I've got some fans in Israel. Uh, so both of you, keep your friggin' heads down, okay? And keep enjoying the show. So stay, bo- stay safe, both of you. And maybe sooner or later, they'll come to their senses and end the stupidity. That's kind of ironic coming from me. And uh, let's see, Garrick said, last week's show, yeah, last week's show got best show in recent memory from so many people. I mean, I got so many comments of people sending me mail and saying, wow, that was the funniest show, longest time, wow. And I was like, Graham, glad you enjoyed it. But that does mean that evidently my show has kind of sucked up till then. Or not sucked, but you know, it's still, it's like, hey, wait a minute, if I was screwing up, why didn't anybody say anything? Till now. Uh." All right, well... And um, Ed over at Ed's Mixed Bag used a piece of my uh, used a piece of my show for one of his shows, so that was kind of cool. I thought that. And let's see, who else? Anybody else say anything cool? Oh yes, Chris Aquas Rocks Bodger wrote me a Gmail and said he really liked the show and he would like to. He gave me some advice for things he'd like to see, including more fantasy sketches. I have to do more sketches with. Like, you know, dragons and such. Which I will do, because I like fantasy, too. I think it's great. And I got a plug from Lockjaw over at the Podcast Junkie. He played a segment of Copied on his show. He was talking about good podcasts. You can subscribe to his show over at uh, thepodcastjunkie.com if you want to hear his show where he reviews other podcasts, which is a service that I guess a lot of us need because there's a whole lot of friggin' shows out there. Which brings me to my audience. Thank you so much for listening to my show and choosing me out of the thousands and thousands of other podcasts out there. 
And I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm really, gr- I think it's great that I've been doing it for this long because I've been here for not quite from the beginning. I was like, I'm sort of, like I said before, I'm sort of the Garrett Morris, you know, Bill Murray guy. You know, I came in after the after the fact uh, when it started. I wish I discovered it back when it first started, and um, you know, I kind of got in just early enough to say I was an early podcaster, but not before. You know, this is before it was ever on iTunes, and all it was was iPodder and such. So I feel proud of myself there, but even then, I got lost in the crowd. But what are you going to do? At least it was a small crowd, and we can all sit back and remember. I can't remember anything about that. I didn't know anybody else was podcasting. I would say I was a podcaster, and people look at me like you're a what? Hmm. They thought I threw peas. Anyway, that's, I'm going to wrap this up for the week. Uh, please send me an email over at uh, techdiff at gmail.com. That's T-E-K-D-I-F-F at gmail.com. You can also head over to techdiff.com and uh, check out my, uh, and leave a posting or a message or something over there listed for the show. Uh, check out Uncomfortable-Questions, my wife Susan's podcast. She certainly enjoys that and would like to hear from people and like to hear like them to hear her interview show. We're going to be working on a new Channel Surfing Wipeout very soon, I swear to God, but if you wanted to see us and you haven't seen it already, channelsurfingwipeout.com, one word, and you'll get our video uh, podcast, our comedy video podcast. Just finished editing the new episode of the TV show, which is comprised of stuff you've already seen, if you've seen the podcast. And if you haven't, and people around here haven't seen it, it'll be winding up, and you're in the Minneapolis area, it'll wind up on public access television very, very soon. Um, and you can also check out some of my other stuff over at cayennechrisconroy.com and I'll keep you updated on any sort of future 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 developments uh, for there and uh, like that and I'm done okay talk to you guys later I will see you all next week and please keep listening and spread the word and all that great stay safe wear a condom wear a seatbelt you know the deal you know the draw get lost All right. bye You're listening to Friday Follies. Jokes, laughs, and guffaws to tickle your funny bone on the Mutual Audio Network. Join us tomorrow morning on Mutual for Saturday Story Circle. Bring the kids, your coloring books, and crayons and get the whole family into a great start to the day with audio cartoons. You can always subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of audio drama that fits your fancy. Or discover Saturday Story Circle in your favorite podcast players like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.